0: When I was young, there would be numerous things that would trigger my anxiety. I used to scare the news because of the emotions that were expressed in the talk of the I remember in the 80s when I would get the opportunity to stay up late to watch SNL. I was struggle to get through the news. It was a double-edged sword. If the TV was off, it was too quiet. If it was on, the news would freak me out. TV, my babysitter, much like a parent, had the ability to give me comfort, but also instill fear in me. In the 80s, there were two events that were amplified by the news, and even further deafening by the made for TV movies that were aired based on them. The Baby Jessica story, you know, the one about the girl who fell in the well. And the other one was the David Rothenberg story, the one about the young boy whose father took him to Disneyland and then burned him in the hotel room. These two events gave me so much anxiety as a kid, and looking back, I don't understand why the baby in the well freaked me out. I lived in Corona, Queens, which is about as urban as it gets. The only well someone has fallen through is a sewer. But I talk it up to a barrage of news updates every hour during primetime programming. Now the David story I get. My mother and father had recently separated. He cheated on my mom and she threw him out. This happened sometime before the David incident in 1983. And even before my father left the house, he never showed me any affection. I think that as a five-year-old, I wasn't tough or man enough for the Puerto Rican Marine. while I don't remember saying this, my mother tells me that when I was four, I told her that I hated him. And I believe it to be true. Needless to say, I was never comfortable around him, and never felt safe. So during this crazy time in my house, and after the burning of poor young David, the thought that a my father, a man who never made me feel safe, would kidnap and burn me was always at the forefront of my mind.
1: Welcome to Broken Corners. I'm Karen. I'm Armando. And this week we're continuing with our uh series 3 theme of drawing on events from within our own lifetimes. So Armando, when you when you mentioned that you um you wanted to talk about baby Jessica and um in this guy David for this week's episode, I didn't realize that it was so personal for you that <laughs> you
0: Yeah, no, it really was. Um it that story always freaked me out. Yeah. And even like to this day where I'm like, wow, that's really fucked up, that poor kid. But that could have happened to myself or not that I think my father was going to burn me or anything, but just to having that fear. Yeah. And never, you, you never know, I guess children always think that their parents could, like, and never would harm them. Mm. But you know, there are parents who do harm their children.
1: Right. Over and over again. Yeah. What, what baby Jessica was uh, 87?
0: Yeah. Do you know when, do you know when David was? David was 83, but the made for TV movie was 88. So they they came out like back to back. Um, So, you know, kind of, I was probably like 11 or 12 and probably should have snapped out of that already, (laughs) but, um, but even looking back, I mean, my daughter's around that age now and and I still see that she could, you know, you're impressionable. You're really young.
1: Yeah. Well, you're, yeah. The tween thing is, you know, yeah, it can go either way.
0: Do you remember any, like.
1: No, no. I mean, I remember, I mean, I think the baby Jessica thing is such part of, you know, like sort of pop culture at this point, but the, the, uh, the other kid I had never heard about until you, you mentioned it.
0: So, but I mean, so I, and the David thing really wasn't because you were, I mean, we were both really young. Mm-hmm. when it occurred but like the baby that's a good thing you had some sort of like Do you remember like how it was like a, a huge ordeal like on the news and like they were like oh there's a baby in the well and like, <laughs> and I think they, and like they had to like break her foot or something to get her out because it was lodged in or something like that
1: Just because I I was reading I was reading about this on the car on the way over here, so I you know to refresh my. Actually, it wasn't even a refresh. It was the thing with her foot was that it was above her head the whole time, (laughs) and so um so she (laughs) she ended up with gangrene from oh god, and so um but they they were able to reconstruct her foot right, but so now as an adult um her her physical damage from it she only her foot is slightly her one foot smaller than the other yeah. but it it works fine and then she um her forehead was against the wall the whole mm. time and so she has a, a like a small scar on her forehead
0: and she was 18 months when, 18 I months. Mean, i mean i mean that's the look like not
1: <laughs> so, listen, listen to this because as soon as i mean when i was reading about it nothing was saying like it would say what happened but it didn't say why it happened So her parents were both only 18 years old Mm -hmm. and they were working and they left her with the mom's sister who had a daycare in her home. Mm. And so there were four toddlers in that yard and the aunt stepped away. I don't know for how long, but stepped away and this well, it was an eight-inch hole in the ground, and um, the aunt said that it was covered by a heavy rock, but the neighbor said it was covered by a flower pot. <laughs> and so she comes out because she hears the other little kids screaming, right. and the baby's down the well. Wow. And it was uh, i wondered if you would know this term because you did um, electric installation stuff. She was caught in a dog leg.
0: No, I don't know what
1: that is. So it's when it's when the pipe should go straight, but you can't make it be straight, so you end up with this jig jag in the middle. Oh yeah,
0: yeah,
1: jig jag. Yeah. <laughs> you know?
0: That's a, that's the a term <laughs> we actually <laughs> call it in New York. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: I mean, well, you just had said jig jag all along. <laughs> I would, yes, of course, jig jag. And so
1: that's where she that's where she got she stuck.
0: Lost,
1: yeah. yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. It was crazy. No jig jag. And it was the first time, I guess that they there was sort of a. um a news event that had twenty-four hour coverage.
0: Yeah, it seemed to because I remember always being like, "Oh my God, that baby's out again!" And oh my God, I was like, oh, like it was like it was it was intrusive. Yeah. Yeah, but now that you've read about the David thing, which is just a horrible, like, I mean, just also through his reconstructive surgery, like the, mm-hmm. the infection that he he got from, like, that was just.
1: So my question with him too was, why did this happen? And that's what's so what's so messed up about it, and maybe is, you know, like kind of at the root of this fear around, you know, parent relationships where there's instability, like that you were talking about. Because, and I don't mean mental instability, but just when there's sort of what do you mean up and up and down in the home. The so the they were divorced, right, and the dad lived nearby, and they all sort of, he had a decent relationship with the kid.
0: I think so, cause, yeah, from what I can remember.
1: And so he told the mom he was going to take the kid to the Catskills for the weekend because he wanted time with him. Right. And then the mom's cop, the mom's cop, the mom's boyfriend was a cop, Right. and he was like, honey, it's January or February. Right. The, you know, the Catskills, it's not open. Was it the Catskills or the poke I think it was the Catskills. But anyway, like it was – all of a sudden they put two and two together that this resort area, yeah. it was not going to be open. Right. And so it was be- – basically the the mom had pissed him off by saying like if you don't bring him back – and stop messing around like this. I'm going to cut off your your visitation rights. Yeah. And so then that's when he took off with him to California. Right. And obviously the mom was completely within her rights to say that because yeah. he was, you know, it was already a mini abduction basically. But he it, he just he had the dad admitted it later. It was just it was revenge. He he told the cops like if I couldn't have him, no Nobody one was going to have him. He also he tried to float it that um it initially he was going to do a um. He planned for it to be a murder suicide, but he chickened out.
0: He was- but it's
1: not even true because he had he had the um, he had the car backed up to the motel room with the motor running, mm. gave the kid a sleeping pill, yeah. and then poured kerosene all over yes. him, and like got to the door, flicked the match at him, and took off because and then the place blew out as he drove away,
0: yeah.
1: and he just parked across the street and watched
0: with popcorn. No, no. Um no, mean, but you should watch the TV. I don't know. You shouldn't watch TV, but at least like watch how they dramatize that. And for some rot- odd reason, I, I was watching it. Like, yeah. You know, I mean? you know, when you're like so stupid, you watch it. You're like, uh but, I don't like visuals on things.
1: I like yeah. to know the details of what happened. But if I don't have visuals, I don't have to keep it.
0: Right. It makes it. Yeah. Because then it's just in your brain forever. Yeah. Yeah. So here's the egg on my face. My father never came around. <laughs> <laughs> he never was around. What a rube! What the fuck? At least for like not not till I was about fourteen. So right, like, he was he was and never gonna kidnap to me. Yeah, then. I was too big. And I, yeah, I was a little chunky child. So <laughs> he was not gonna.
1: <laughs> so did yeah. you ever? Did you ever tell your mom?
0: No, that, that you had. No, any I kind never of... told my mother anything like that because I just felt like I would be viewed as like soft. Mm. You know what I mean? Oh, and she already knew that I was like very like soft and sensitive, but like, I didn't want people. I like I had this illusion, like you know, and and I think you know we were talking about like if you're talking about like children feeling safe, like I never felt safe as a child. Yeah, um, all, I mean because I don't know if it's because of a. Uh, I grew up in a house. It was my mother, my grandmother. And my sister and, you know, my grandfather worked late nights Mm -hmm. and um, he was just never around. He was never around when we all went out. Okay. Like he was just a dude who just like worked late nights and helped my grandmother pay the mortgage. Okay. You know what I mean? So when we would all go out, I was the only boy and I always had a fear that I could never protect all these women because of this like latino oh. you know, or it's just the chivalrous mentality it's not even a latino it's, it, it, it's all across all these cultures yeah and when we would like take the train like and i've mentioned the train in the 80s was like fucking <laughs> a nightmare yeah so whenever we would um do anything i would always feel like not able to do anything and so i would always have this fear that i would you know like you were on guard on guard, but I couldn't guard. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? I was a child. Yeah. And, you know, and I I also blame my mother, not blame her. I mean, I also am thankful, but I, she took me to a lot of movies I should not have seen as a child. <laughs> so, like, you know, movies like, you know, Death Wish and Ten Like, you know, all these, like, urban or New York movies about, like, the violence. Just, like, you know talking about the violence in the 80s yeah really just left a, a, a mark on me as a child yeah so just because I, like w- just being aware of the things
1: that people can do to one another yeah can be just yeah. so shocking
0: yeah the evils of people and then when you're like oh yeah people are terrible sometimes they can be they can be really great and they can be really fucking awful yeah um i don't know did you have like safety concerns as a child like did you how did you like
1: i I wasn't worried. I I felt safer outside of my home okay. than in it. Yeah, not because like I mean our house wasn't particularly violent. It's just that it's just that the I was I was far less worried by strangers because in my experience strangers were less volatile okay. and felt strangers you know and I was in. Northern Michigan, which is a pretty polite area, you know, strangers were not going to mess with, like, yeah, like screw with me, you know, um, but they'll also, ask you
0: first before they hit you.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <I>? Yeah, strangers <laughs> didn't feel that they had a right to fuck with me. Right. Whereas, you know, and and also my parents, one one thing that was. Uh, great about them, I think, because my mom had a lot of anxiety was that they had very specific, like, guidelines that they gave us about how to deal with outside Mm. people. And, you know, like, that if, I think I've said this before, like, if they were supposed to come pick us up and they didn't show up instead, if somebody said we were supposed to go with them, there was a code word. Mm. And if they didn't say the code word, we weren't going with them, you know, and it was always like, if you, Need to knee, knee somebody in the balls? Do it. You know, it was it was definitely there because we had like a we had a very us and them kind of thing with our family. So right. you know, they definitely there was a lot of there was a lot of um, concerns around. My mom had a lot of concern around safety and yeah and. The, I don't know, in, in in our house, like there was just volatility where things could change so quickly mm. that it wasn't that it was, um, it's like Lucy in the football, you know, of, yeah. you know, it's not that it was so bad all the time. It's just that when it would snap, you know, it was like a zero to 60 kind of situation. So maybe not sixty. It felt like sixty when I was a kid.
0: Thirty feels like sixty. Yeah, I don't know
1: if that's true. <laughs> you know what I mean? But it wasn't so like there was no there was no abuse. I'm not saying that. Like there was corporal punishment at times, but there was no like it you know, it wasn't like I was gonna get I don't know, like physically hurt in some right. way beyond, you know, corporal punishment. Um and that didn't happen that often with me either because you you didn't have to hit me too much. Right. You know.
0: Your brother took it off.
1: Yeah, <laughs> and I wasn't I, – I, I was not interested in right. getting him. You wisened
0: up quickly. You're like, you yeah, what? Just yeah. Just I, like I
1: wasn't going to die on that wall. Yeah. I was going to lie my face well, off. Can you at least build it? <laughs> yes, right. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> no more walls. <laughs> no more walls. But I, I think I also – because of that, I always felt like when I get away, I'm going to be safe. Yeah and i always you know i always had a plan to to get away yeah. even when i was little and that's something i've sort of been examining more as i get older and mm. i think um so now we're in our early 40s right
0: yeah and yeah, we are <laughs> <laughs> yeah we are um
1: you know the there's the whole thing about how like you're they they kind of tried to talk you through puberty in school but nobody talks you through like changes at other right. times in life you know i think like just with lots of people in my life like you kind of never know like friends and people at work and like everybody's just sort of in a state of flux mm. all the time and there really isn't necessarily like a stability there
0: right
1: either and so i think i was being i've been very black and white about dividing people into like safe not safe mm. You know, even just emotionally, not yeah. not physically at all. There's yeah, no, no, there's just, nobody I'm worried about taking a you know right. like taking a swig, Abby. But that that sense of safety, I don't know. Also, as I've also as I've you know learned more about people of colors' experience yeah. as they move through the world, you know that I think I I do have more. There are areas where I I have a sense of safety that I just take for granted mm. that a lot of people can't.
0: Yeah, no, that makes sense. I mean. It's, I just, I was just thinking about like, you were talking about like, your safety was escaping or somehow, like, you know, leaving the home. Mm But I I felt like once I was home, it was base. Mm. You know what I mean? Like now, like, no one can, like, get in because, you know, we're, we're home. Right. And I remember there was a time where, like, like that kind of got shattered for me when like my mother was mugged at the corner of the block Ooh. and like they took her jewelry and I was like, oh no, but that's the corner of the block. That's supposed to be like the beginning of base. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> it's, it's like, it's, we're supposed to be, you know, you're not supposed to do that. Mm-hmm. Like where are the rules to this thing? You know? Yeah. And things like that. Like when, you know, you, I, yeah, I I remember also as a child, there was like a neighborhood rapist and I was six years old and I don't know if, but I felt threatened by it. And I remember, like, I would walk home from school and, like, I was looking for weapons to carry with me. Yeah. So just in case. So, I, like, I shoved the stapler in my sleeve of my arm so I would just wag them with it.
1: <laughs> Maybe, I don't know. Like, you, you know.
0: It just, you were prepared. <laughs> I was trying to prepare myself Absolutely. for attacker, um, With that, do you, uh, yeah. do you have,
1: like, home invasion thoughts now? Sometimes,
0: yeah, I do. Yeah. Sometimes, like, because I, I feel like, like, there's, like, the doors are not, like, enough. And sometimes, like, I'll... um Like I'm like I start thinking like wow it's it's not that hard to break into someone's house yeah um if you really wanted to and like what what are we gonna do and I don't believe in guns so I'm not I don't have a gun yeah um you know but but I believe in baseball bats but like you know what I mean like Mm -hmm. that's but yeah I mean I I totally sometimes every now and then while right before falling asleep because that's the appropriate time to think about (laughs) these things (laughs) yeah I'll think of like someone just breaking the door down and like. I don't know what they would do, you know?
1: Yeah. Well, I'm so, I've, ne- I mean, I've never really, I've never really been confronted by someone being violent. Yeah. And I almost have a, a hard time. Picturing pu- it? Putting, Yeah. Putting together the like, wait, what, why would they do that? You know? Yeah. What's go- What would actually happen?
0: I mean, I've like seen people fight all like, a lot as when i was in high school and stuff like that i've never seen anyone take it to a point where it got like you know where that extra level where there's like an inherent like danger of like murder like someone's gonna get it yeah but i've seen people like get pretty fucked up yeah you know i think there's there's there, there are levels and like that level when you're like oh i don't there's no reaching that person at the moment and some shit's going to go down Mm. and it's going to be, I I thankfully have never been a part of that or I've seen that. Yeah. That would, you know, even just like having people like kind of go into that, like zone of like yelling and then, you know, like they are kind of almost not in control of their actions. Yeah. It's pretty freaky. Like, Oh yeah. I mean like it's pretty like, Oh shit. Like that's like, they're not, here at the moment like their body is now being possessed by whatever spirits are going to take them to that next level yeah so yeah and what
1: is and what is that about is that like them giving themselves permission to do that or is it like i
0: don't know like i mean i I mean it could be i mean hormone
1: cocktail or
0: i don't know like just we're not wired to, I don't think we're wired to have all these like things come into our brain all at once.
1: To have to process so much. Yeah. Yeah. I think,
0: I think we're, we need to slow it down a little bit. Yeah. You know, and I, I think it, it, and even like with like the, when the, um, Trump was president and all the alerts on the phones and how maddening that was making me. And I know it was making other people mad. Like, like not like maddening. It was just like, it was too much because it was every second. Right. And And I've heard people say like, I had to stop with the alerts.
1: Wait, what kind of alerts?
0: Like you know when you were like when every every other second there was a news alert about
1: I don't get news alerts and I don't understand people who do.
0: Yeah, I do. And, and I don't Brian
1: does too. I'm just like and then like I'm like why are you getting pissed about like we're having a drink? Why are you getting yeah, pissed about something? Yeah.
0: And you are You can't
1: do anything about it. Read
0: about it tomorrow. You're 100% right. Um <laughs> and I'm not going to say you're wrong, but um but it's something about being I don't really have much of that fear of missing out, mm-hmm. but I like information. Yeah, absolutely. So, like, it's always there, but like, it's kind of slowed down. But like, I don't know if you remember in the beginning, like, bing bing. bing, bing like, well, it's so just
1: so much. What do you? Is it so you have like a particular outlet has decided that it's a big enough story that they alert you? Like Brian gets them from the Times, or you get it based on a keyword search? Uh, no,
0: I get it from the Times. I do the Times, uh, Huff Post. Uh, and then I have the Apple has that news thing, which kind of collects from, so I like to collect from Fox. I like to collect from, I like to like hear all the sides so I can laugh at all of them and see what's, you know, what's going on. And then all of it, like if something big happens, it's like 50 of the outlets giving you the same story, right? you know, with different spins or whatever. And it's like, Oh my God, that's enough. That's enough. It's like, it's, it's, I don't, I don't think we're meant to hold all that. Yeah. Uh, And I think that kind of drives us kind of a little...
1: Yeah. No, I always, like, at work, I always say that... Well, I don't say it at work, but I think it...
0: (laughs) You stand on your desk (laughs) and be like, I'm making a declaration!
1: (laughs) (laughs) Like, I don't... I'm an editor, but I don't... I don't retain anything I edit. Mm-hmm. Because I'm, if I, because the volume of what I edit, if I actually tried to, like, the the hard drive does not have the space for that. And I don't need, I don't generally need to process it on Mm. that level to, you know, to copy edit and format it the way it needs to be. Yeah, sometimes you get that, like, record scratch of, like, oh, no, this stuff doesn't make sense. And then you have to really drill down on it. But I don't, but even that, I don't, you know, I can't remember from one moment to the next what the prior piece that I worked on was yeah
0: just to kind of piggyback off of that I think that's probably the correct way to kind of have be not a, not so much objective but slightly detached from what you're yeah. working with
1: <laughs> well yeah and it's like streaming versus yeah. download you know like it's just going yeah, through yeah you're not
0: holding anything and I think that's like when when I was studying and I wanted, you know, I wanted to be a professor. And I think part of the issue that I had was like everything that I was wanted to study and, and read, and it was uh, was something that affected me personally. Mm. So it was hard to have some sort of detachment, detachment, and be objective when there are clear things that you know uh, I might have, you know, I might like skin spend, in the game, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then they und- at times that was hard, and you know, it's still hard because that's something you feel passionate about. You know, so it's like a double. edged sort of like being passionate about something, but sometimes you may be too passionate about it, and right. it could really affect you in certain ways. I don't know. Maybe if I was attached, maybe I would be a little doctor after my name.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we'll still get you one of those. Yeah. Well,
0: if you hey, Bill Cosby can get one. I can get one. <laughs> so you need a <laughs> we need, you need an honorary one. I need honorary. does, need, anyone, need does anyone have? Oh, I need pills. <laughs> does
1: anyone know of a university?
0: We oh, can no. like a Phoenix
1: doctorate.
0: Yes. And it rises, from the, it rises from the act. That's right.
1: Zing. <laughs> yeah, I, like the, the whole safety as a concept that yeah. you were saying you don't know if we're like really wired for certain things. And I also don't know, I think safety, even safety in your home is sort of, or safety as you travel is kind of a modern concept mm. that people didn't na- necessarily Assume they would have in the past. Charlene Harris, who she's this author who wrote the books that True Blood is based on, which is the sometimes called the Sookie Stackhouse series or like Southern Vampire Chronicles. But she also, before she wrote those books, she wrote a lot of little detective series, Mm -hmm. and one of them it was so strange and and kind of just grim, but really good was the series about a woman named Lily Bard who lives in a town, I think in Arkansas, but like a Southern state, Southern, heavily Southern, a little tiny town called Shakespeare. Mm. Her last name is Bard. Oh, and she lives in a town called Shakespeare, but then her story, and she's a housekeeper. Mm. And then it turns out her backstory is that she, she was from Nashville or Memphis or some bigger Southern town. And she was, abducted and raped and Dude. sold as a sex slave and like chained in a shack for days and then like left with one bullet and shot the guy who came for her and got rescued so she's this woman with just massive ptsd mm-hmm. who moved away from where this horrible thing had happened to her and she her main her All the way through the whole series, no matter what she's doing, what she wants is to maintain control of her life. Mm. And so she gets like, she goes to housekeeping because it's something where she knows she can just control it. Like it's a a relatively, you know, small job. She can get clients that she trusts. Um, she moves to this tiny town where there's basically no crime and she cuts her hair like really short and, uh, joins, karate class and becomes like, I think a, I think a bodybuilder, but so she, you know, sort of with all of that background and then things happen around her that, you know, cause her to be in a series of detective stories, (laughs) but she, she has also this sort of like baseline physical competence that you don't see in female characters Mm -hmm. a lot of the time, because she's decided, she said something happened so bad to her that she will act like that sort of socialized you know disinclination to make people uncomfortable, she doesn't have it anymore <laughs> because she was nearly killed, right. so um so she's curt and um but she also and she she walks at night all the time because her PTSD is so bad, mm. she sees stuff in the little town and calls it in anonymously, so in the cops totally know it's oh, her, yeah, yeah, um because they know she's out walking, but it's it's just such an interesting. I think the I think that's where I first saw Charlene Harris talk about this idea that it's women especially right i mean part of part of the freedom that we have now is the idea that you can you can go out in public and you're not gonna be subject to violence for the most part for the most part, yeah, depending on you know right a different set of circumstances, and so she. It's just really interesting to to be in the headspace of someone who is like no I, I will restrict these things I will right. do these certain things um but also isn't she isn't shut down mm. um like she's very active but like as far as maintaining her own safety and maintaining the safety of say a partner
0: right
1: you know she's totally capable of being physically um
0: right. So like say, physically engaging. So it's like safety as an active role. You have to – so most of the time safety is inactive, right? You seek um, safety or a role. And it's kind of something that comes over you. Yeah. Whereas this character is – Actively enforced, seeking actively, it. Yeah, she's she's making her safety through whatever she's doing to herself. So she's yeah. um, you know, making herself – whatever she does, she's making – she's like, I'm not going to feel unsafe. Right. Right.
1: Yeah, and it's – I mean it's – it's, uh, not, a, not, it's not an easy character. And actually, right. I think I, I read an interview a while back where Charlene Harris said that series was, oh, I think she, it's maybe four books, four mm. or five of them. She, she just, like, it was too grim of a headspace to be yeah. in anymore as, like, as great as the character was. And I think right. there, she had some crossover eventually into Sookie Land. Oh, okay but that it was just too. too. It would be
0: a hard character because even like if you're, you know, characters need to evolve throughout the length of a story. Right. Mm -hmm. How do you evolve a character with severe PTSD who was attacked, sexually assaulted? And and she gets married. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) She married, she marries like a,
1: a guy who's also like a, almost a borderline action hero. Okay, Um, Like she's able to eventually like open up enough to, you know, be, you know, explain her background and be with one person she trusts. But it, I don't know. I just, I've always thought about that, that it's, it's sort of a different perspective and that the, I, I think, I mean, I, th- we should live in a world where yeah. we can have an assumption of safety, sure. but then I don't know how you, I mean, you kind of just have to assume, yeah assume the best right. in a lot of situations <laughs> Yeah. because like say with, with David, this, this kid who was right. burnt so badly. There's there's no way I don't uh, there's no way to comprehend his dad doing that to him. No,
0: I mean who, it's like, not on a, in a normal headspace. You don't really think about those things. No, nope, yeah, nope, that's not a natural thing that happens. You know, I mean, and I'm not saying it doesn't happen because like violence against children obviously does happen. Yeah, but I, I'm I don't know the stats, but I'm hoping that like at least eighty percent of the time it doesn't happen. I don't really know like. You know, even, even for me, 20% is too much. I mean, yeah. 1% is too much or 0. 0.01, um, 0.001. But I mean, like, yeah, it does happen. I mean, to be a realist, like, but no, no one would No, people are just capable of behavior that. Yeah. But no one would ever think about that, Um, you know, that happening. So even if like, uh, I, and I bet you like when they found out, I don't know, I don't really remember, but like they still probably didn't think it was to the lengths of that. You know what I mean? Like, oh, he took him.
1: Oh yeah. You
0: know what I mean? Okay, so now we have to go through this bullshit again.
1: Right, we have to find him, <laughs> yeah. but not we have to find Right.
0: Not not that what we have, not that we have to find a child who's badly burned.
1: Yeah. So So this was something that I thought was so I mean, it's all so messed up and um the burning part is the worst part. Yeah, it's it's, it's the weird. worst <laughs> part. But this is to me really emblematic of how just off that the dad is in addition to the burning. The, he, so the, the kid, when he grew up, he changed his name because he didn't want to have his dad's name anymore. And so he changed his name to like, I think it's Dave Dave. David
0: David. And
1: he, David David, he became a, um, and he was an artist too. Cause I think actually it was Michael Jackson who Mm -hmm. they had, they had a connection. They had a friendship and Michael had encouraged him to, um, to pursue being a painter. Um, and so he had to have sort of, um, special supplies to Mm. accommodate his disability. But then he was able to paint and he did a lot of um, self portraits and different perspectives. But so, yeah, he changed his name because he wanted to be his own person and not, you know, he didn't want to be defined by this dad who had done this thing to him that was impossible to ignore. And then the dad changed his name to Charles Charles or like Charlie Charles or something that was the exact same structure it's fucked up
0: right
1: (laughs) how much mileage do you need dude that's the only thing you ever did in your life that anyone will know you for and you're still trying to get notoriety from it it's just i didn't
0: know about that his dad changed his name that's crazy
1: it's yeah (laughs) people are incomprehensible
0: Uh, yeah and i know that they're like he i think one last time he he visited him in prison and Mm -hmm. like just to kind of like
1: like read out a statement well,
0: yeah, of, um, of harm, which is incredible in itself, and probably one of the hardest things <laughs> to do for someone. Yeah, I mean, sadly, I mean, I don't know if we talked about it, but he's passed. He died last year in July. It was last year, yeah.
1: yeah,
0: Um So, was I mean, it from
1: I sort of long-term it, complications? Or? I would assume
0: so. I don't know. I didn't read the it, yeah. the reason for his death. I just saw the, that he was dead.
1: Like his, it's amazing that his lungs weren't compromised to a point where he.
0: Yeah, I mean.
1: Like that he didn't sustain, like that it was, it was so severe, but that he didn't have organ damage.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, probably, I mean, probably because, you know, he was young and, he you know, could handle certain things, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. I I mean. Well, they
1: called him, they called him the miracle kid. Yeah. Yeah. It's sad. It it is. It is. On the sort of like, where are they now of it all? So baby Jessica is in her thirties
0: now uh she so was 18 months in 87 so. so yeah she's probably like yeah right 86 to now is what 32 33 sure math
1: i didn't try to do that math i just looked at you while you
0: <laughs> did you look at my, <laughs> my brain did you see the smokes coming out of like Shh. if it's sizzle, not on a spreadsheet sizzle. i'm screwed <laughs> like
1: but yeah she just she lives in this she's in midland texas still and she's um i think a teaching assistant for special ed and she actually got a massive, massive trust fund from people donating wow. t- to her. Um, that was, I think, like one point two or one point five million. She got it when she was twenty five. But then the two thousand eight crash, mm. boop. Well, gone. Her money but went down she the was well. <laughs> But she was able. She was able to buy a house though. That's so good.
0: That's nice. I mean, she must have got something.
1: I'm, well, sh- she was, you know, they. I think she got a lot of pro bono work for all the surgeries yeah. that she had. And then, but yeah, I think they were able to just buy a, a nice house and she's got a couple of kids and yeah. As I read uh, stuff about her, the whole like fell down the well thing in our, like as a trope. Yeah. That is so strange that enough people fall down enough wells that we have <laughs> these like references.
0: Like Timmy fell in the well.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: That's from Lassie, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. But the, I, uh, I didn't ever understand until now that the the Timmy fell down the well thing is funny because it's like with Nell, in you know in the movie Nell where Jodie Foster, Tata? yeah, Chicapea. so Jodie Foster she was raised um, sort of feral and right. was, and also had a twin language. So then when she's exposed to people outside, you know, she says, "Oh, Massachusett," and you know, she says all these things that sound like nonsense syllables, but it would always make me laugh because like. At the I love that movie, but at the end when she's in the courtroom where they're like making this decision over who would have her um not custody, but essentially custody right. of her even though she's an adult. The you know, she would say this like string of about twelve monosyllables, mm. and then Liam Neeson would say, She says thank you, but you have forgotten the face of your fathers, and you do not understand why you live with a it was so funny because <laughs> it would be this whole just like How'd she say that? There, she didn't say that. <laughs> and so that's what it is with the, with Lassie barking right, It's right, like, right, right. oh, what Timmy's in the well; he fell down the crankshaft. Yeah. He's a, yeah, but so that what's extra funny is that um Timmy in a, I never have watched Lassie. I don't even I don't, even, I don't I even know when Lassie aired.
0: I think I don't know either. I'm gonna make it up. Sixties, fifties? Sure, fifties TV show.
1: I don't know, but collies are nice dogs. They're beautiful. It's a collie, right? Lassie. Yes. Yeah. So. <laughs> Timmy never fell down the well in Lassie? No? Lassie did. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so Timmy, Lassie fell down the
1: well? <laughs> right? So the trope is like, what? <laughs> like, can Lassie bark her own name?
0: Is that... Lassie's
1: man? down the well. Is that a
0: mandala effect?
1: <laughs> Maybe, well, okay, so I read about why... <laughs> There, so, but there were a lot of people in apparently in this in the show who fell down mines and oh, fell okay. down pipes, and so that's what they speculate is. Oh, well,
0: This country is full of holes.
1: It's full of holes.
0: Fucking <laughs> the American dream is full of holes. Yeah. Well, especially
1: you know <laughs> when expansion was happening in the West, people yeah. Needed no, to, I mean
0: that. Made, I mean it makes sense. Like you got blow a lot of people up a looking, lot of things. People looking for gold and shit.
1: There was also when I was a kid, we um we had a lot of books um that were read on records. Mm-hmm. And we had this one um called Tiki Tiki Tembo. Have you ever heard of that? No.
0: I I think you might have mentioned it a while ago. <laughs> I don't know.
1: It was it was about it was this sort of fable about why um why Chinese people have short names. Oh. <laughs> so there was there were two brothers. Oh no and so the older one had this very, very long name mm-hmm. which was Tiki Tiki Tembo no Sarembo chari Baribuchi, Pip Perry Pembo, okay, and then his brother's name was like Kim and or you know I don't know duck or something it was terrible so the the story was like the the brother with the short name it, so the in, in in culturally, the older son got the honorific, yeah essentially that's why they had the long name um and if you didn't say the full name, you were being disrespectful mm-hmm. was the idea. <laughs> So the brother with the short name falls in the well. The brother with the long name goes and tells his mom they fix it. They get the kid out. Brother with the long name falls in the well. Brother with the short name goes to tell mom he's gasping for breath. He can't get it out. And she makes him go back to the beginning over and over (laughs) again. I thought he died, but he didn't die. He just took longer to recover. So Uh, they eventually get him out. Thank God. After the kid gasps the whole thing out. But it... um. It was what was interesting about it was when I was reading about it yesterday they actually she said Chinese like the author thought it was based it actually got kind of like was a pretty uh well received children's book because it had beautiful illustrations and it was a fun story right but then people, it was well received for those reasons, but then people were also like, this is racist yeah. like this is because like the idea that uh Chinese sounds like nonsense essentially was you know like, that people, Chinese people have names that are just like, boop, 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 which is not true. <laughs> um <laughs> But it it turned out that it actually, the author had heard, she said it was a story she'd heard as a kid, but it mm. was based on a Japanese story, oh. not a Chinese story. Um And there is a, there was a tradition of the older son having a longer yeah. name. Yeah. I don't know. It was funny. I just, that, I don't, I will never forget hearing, like, I must have listened to that story a ton of times because it was always like, Tiki Tiki tambo, no Star Rambo.
0: did that recently get like backlash because, like how everything is getting reviewed now and under the the a lens of like you know, hey, this wasn't appropriate and,
1: and it's probably like consigned to the same pile as little black Sambo. I'd yeah, have to imagine, okay. which is also a really fun story. It just it's, doesn't need to be
0: so racist, yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean, if you look at you know everything, Huckleberry Finn, right? yeah, um. I well, was, this
1: was—I mean—the idea of like tigers that chase each other so much they turn into butter, and then you take it home and put it on pancakes. That's a great story. But then, as far as having yeah. all the other weird stuff around it,
0: yeah, I, I don't—I don't know where this falls into our topic of safety, but maybe it, <laughs> no. But I—I I, kind of can tie it. I think that we're we're all well, seeking safety, even through language and through our past um, normal cultural things. Yeah. And, um, most recently, and I, I didn't, I heard this by hearsay. I'm, I'm still, I still haven't gotten around to read about it, but I don't know if maybe you heard about it. They were, um, rethinking like Gandhi. Cause he said something inappropriate about, um, uh, I guess, people from Africa, like, um, and, and basically on the lines of, like, something, uh, the savages. Cool. So, and I don't know how he true He wasn't this,
1: so great with the ladies either, right? So, I don't
0: know how true this was, uh, or, the, you know, and I'm not saying that it, it possibly is true, because, that, I mean, he was educated by the British, and that's the language that was used. Mm-hmm. So, um, but then, you know, I was thinking, so, like, how do you, it's, it's the same thing. How, like, when we're re- revisiting things, and you're like, oh, this guy was honored, and now, like, what's you know how do you i mean you know I mean, then you find out that someone was a uh, fucking racist or someone like yeah but i mean yeah, i mean he grew up in a caste system so i mean I, I do believe he probably said some terrible things yeah <laughs> you know what i mean yeah i don't know
1: and i can't yeah i i don't remember specifically but i feel like he it's also come out that he had some not great yeah. stuff about women
0: yeah he, yeah you know, I should know this, but, but was he, he was rich, right? Like he grew up in an affluent home or am I making this up?
1: I don't remember.
0: I, yeah. All right. I have oh, to look Gandhi. at that. Oh, Gandhi.
1: <laughs> I do think though, like that with the, the children's books and yeah. sort of like the, yeah like the way that safety issues permeate culture, like what are we doing? Like giving kids books about falling down wells and going in the woods and getting nearly eaten by tigers, you know? <laughs>
0: well, like, what are we doing giving
1: but that's a, the... Bibles
0: fairy- to children. Right. <laughs> I mean,
1: like, yeah, look no further than tales. the worst
0: stories that are in the Bible, right? Yeah. You know, I'm going to kill my son and then, like, I'm about to do it. No, it's, I'm just fucking with you.
1: <laughs> oh, that story.
0: I'm sorry. I'm just fucking with you. Don't oh, do
1: it. why would you ever worship a God that told you to kill your kid and you were just like, that's... Oh, you've got a reason? I'll do it. I'll kill my kid. Why? I mean, yeah, because how is that different than uh, David's, Dave, right. Dave's dad?
0: Right. And if you interpret the – I mean, if his argument was God told me to, would we – I mean, maybe three, 400, maybe 600 years ago or whatever time, we'd believe that, right? Right. Like, oh, yeah, he's right. I mean, of course, God speaks to us and he said to burn his child. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I don't – the the Bible – look no further than the Bible to find some bad stories that should, probably shouldn't be for children. <laughs> I'm just going to okay. throw that one out there.
1: I was always um, real creeped out by Jonah and the Whale.
0: It's one of my favorites. Why? Um, Because it's about a man who has been given a mission and he is reluctant to do it. And in that reluctance is punished. And basically is punished until he overcomes and, and does it.
1: And what is it that uh, speaks to you about that?
0: Um, I'm a man who was given a mission. <laughs> what was it? Uh, I don't know. I'm just kidding. Um, no, but I, I, in my, in, yeah, I've always felt that, like, I sometimes, in, should when I procrastinate, it, it, I'm just not doing anything or if I, I feel like I'm not productive enough. It, it calls to me. Oh, okay. I also like to juxtapose... Um, that story, because it's a whale story with the Moby Dick story and how that story, it's about a man who is trying to do too much. <laughs> so, you know, mm. um, and I just, I just find those too funny.
1: I have a hard time with Melville.
0: You do not like Melville.
1: I, I, <sighs> yeah. He's, a, put you to sleep.
0: He's yeah. a bit wordy.
1: Yeah. It's, it's a lot.
0: Yeah. And I'm, I'm very partial to, um. The Bartleby the Scrivener, which Oh my god, I was about to say Billy Bud. That's funny. Billy Bud the sailor. (laughs) (laughs) Bartleby and Billy Bud. Oh the bees. So any new memories for you?
1: Oh, yeah. I went to this really cool performance in Bushwick the weekend before Christmas. Okay. Called – well, the it's the company – it's Company XIV. I think they actually – it's Roman numerals, but I think in the name people actually, you know, say it. Fourteen? Yeah. <laughs> um, and they, they had this this program called the Nutcracker Rouge. Oh, okay. And you go in in the space, you know, there's like a bar and it's kind of uh, – it probably was a warehouse before mm-hmm. but it's all swagged out with like sort of burlesque boudoir meets um Edwardian okay. kind of decor and um it's, so basically it's a, it's a company that does dance and burlesque with, um, themed shows. And like the people who take your tickets and take you to your seat and the bartender and everything you eventually realize are actually the performers too. Oh
0: wow. Okay. So it's like an all hands on. Yeah. Yeah. And cool. it's just,
1: it's just gorgeous inside. And then and the drinks are really good. Um, and like the, the dude who took us to our seat, he was, he had heels on. <laughs> Um and had a full Edwardian like a Marie Antoinette. Right, Is right, it, right. that's Edwardian, right? I'm not sure. because well, I was
0: gonna ask you what picture it was, picture
1: Marie Antoinette. Yeah, I figured when so you like said Marie Antoinette, tall, I got it. <laughs> the tall wig. Oh, an eyeliner for days. I love eyeliner on men. It's. It's amazing. So, and just incredible calves. I mean, incredible everything. <laughs> but so they had like, uh, if you pictured like a courtiers long jacket, mm-hmm. but then nothing on underneath it except for briefs. Okay. And then
0: heels. Right.
1: On a, on a guy. Like it was just incredible. So the. But so he was
0: probably like 20 feet tall.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like. Yeah. It was, it was crazy. So the, the story, um, of this piece, it was a, it was the, the Nutcracker. All of a sudden, I started to think, was it Alice in Wonderland? But uh, Nutcracker and Alice in Wonderland kind of have
0: some similar, you know, like the... Like going away in a different world. Um, I, I don't know much about uh, Nutcracker, but I know because of the re-release of the movie they had, I, which I didn't even know it was about that. Like she goes into another realm or something? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And I didn't know the Nutcracker that well because I'm not thrilled by ballet generally. But this was this was so cool because there were so many different forms of mm-hmm. um, of dance and performance in it so there was um, it started out with two two people uh, doing pole dancing who were a, a man on one and woman on the other. And, but in like full burlesque costumes right. and it was, they were so athletic. It was just insane. Yeah. Um, and there was sort of like almost circus skills with a, a hoop on another performer. And, but then the guy, there were two, there were two singers also who the, this guy was just incredible. I think his name is Michael Cuneo. Mm-hmm. Um, he was like the, the one who was sort of, luring is it, it's not Alice. What's the name of the girl in the Nutcracker? Clara. Clara. It's Clara. Mm. <laughs> and so like, uh, because the whole thing is about sort of Clara being initiated into this very sensual adult mm. Nutcracker sweet world. They, like, and, um, and this guy was just the most amazing singer. He was like a Billy Idol, uh, Adam Lambert, Jerry Lewis Right. Combo. And then I know, but he, I mean, he can sing anything, but he was just, I've never heard anyone, probably but Adam Lambert sing in that register like Mm. that. And he could just do anything in any style. It was just incredible. And then there was a, also a a woman who sang, um, who was really, really good too. So it was, it was just a gorgeous experience. Like it was, it's very adult. Mm. It's very adult. Like the woman who, um, does the, but then the woman who does the pole dancing, then she also um is an opera singer. Mm. So, like, she did a whole aerial routine while singing God is a Woman <laughs> as an opera singer. Wow.
0: Yeah, like, it was just How this, was she not out of the breath? <laughs> because
1: she... Oh, my God, her abs were tight. Like, she was... She had the most amazing shoulders, and I... Yeah, it was just... It was incredible. And it was cool to see men doing styles of dance that you usually see women mm-hmm. doing, because they j- were just going full out, and mm. it was... It was really cool. So they have, I guess, like a revolving, um, that was their Christmas program. And and then, you know, they'll have, I think, maybe a Cinderella themed one coming up in a month or two. But it was so good. It was so good. That's cool. Yeah. New memory.
0: New memory. (laughs) Well, thank you all for listening. Um, Please check us out on all social media forums. We have all of them. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> i don't know what they are no, Facebook. we're very
1: lucky we have instagram
0: them twitter and we have a um you can email us at broken corners at gmail.com and please check out our patreon page for you know patreon <laughs> yeah. uh broken corners on patreon and if you feel like you would like to contribute we would thank you and uh whatever you can
1: yeah uh, and thanks to everybody who's joined so far
0: so um we'll see you next week and have a good one goodbye